Hello, as always, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. And move the we mics. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? Doing well, doing well. What a good day so far. <laughs> we might actually get some rain, which, I mean, I never like it when it rains. Unlike Shirley Manson, I, on the other hand, am not always happy when it rains. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a 90s reference. Um, but, yeah, uh, I know it'll help. hopefully help cool things off. But to make girls will be happy. <laughs> right. This last week's just been brutally hot again. Yes. Again. <laughs> yeah. Unnecessarily. True. This this new heat. Mm-hmm. But um how are you doing? What's new? Anything? Um not re- well, you know, like we were talking about before we started recording that. Me and a couple of friends, we did a Zoom meeting to possibly work out maybe a podcast for us. But um, I don't know. I just wanted to do that to kind of test it out and see what's what. It was some good conversation. Like, man, I wish you had to press record just to to catch it. Right. um, But it was cool. That'd be a good way to to test it, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I was like, well... It was cool. It was just, we talked at least almost a couple of hours just rambling, just random stuff. and But it was fun. It was fun. Good. Yep. And, you know, normal work week. Um, not much, you know, not much excite, excitement, so good there. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yes. That's about it. Okay. Um... Is when does Kyla go back to school? She goes back next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, the okay. third. Yeah. Oh wow! All right, she goes back. Yeah. Okay. Surprising. Uh, like wow. <laughs> I thought it'd at least be the second week, but um, no. Midweek. <laughs> Man. Okay. Uh, Grayson and. York both go back on the eighth, so not much, <laughs> not far behind. Yeah, we we went and got their school supply. I got York and I because York actually said he wanted to go shopping, which he never does. Um, but Thursday and Thursday afternoon, him and I went, got him a couple of anime shirts, uh, and some, and then some new shoes. He picked out. He wanted leather shoes, and they started talking about creases and stuff. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> like, whose kid are you? I've never heard you ever, ever mention the word crease. Yeah. Period. I don't think ever. <laughs> Much less related to shoes. So we got him some tip. white. Yeah, we got some white Nikes with with a black uh, swoosh. I've been re- I've been referring to them as his Heaven's Gate shoes. <laughs> I was like, let me know when the comic comes around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bless his heart. But he, he likes them, so cool, man. I, I'm all for it. Whatever, whatever, uh, Whatever's comfortable for you and you like, roll with it, man. Yeah. 
And then we went and got him. We got his school supplies, and then the next day went and got Grayson's. Uh, so, or Saturday went and got Grayson's school supplies. So both kids are all set, ready to go. I guess just got to find out their teachers, right? And go from there. It's just, but yeah, like you, man, it's crazy. Just already back at it. It's like you just blink a little bit of summer. And then boom, back in school. Back in school. So, uh, here, it's crazy. Yeah. But here we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Otherwise, everybody's doing well. I don't think really anything. Grace's got dance intensives again this week for a few days. And yeah, last week you were got to help out, help out in Grayson's Krav Maga class because their instructor was at a convention. Right. So uh, he really enjoyed it. And I think Grayson even enjoyed it more that he was helping. So it was really sweet. And everybody did good. So fun times. Good. It's cool. Yeah. Yep. And I guess that's it. Uh, we've even been watching. TV wise, anything? Uh, not much this week. I did watch um, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, like the four episode series that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's animated, and um, I don't know. It was kind of kind of slow. Like it's like a lot of dead moments where character. It's like it's like nope. <laughs> like a long cutscene. You know how you have video game cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Like this was just mm-hmm. two hour cutscenes, and they would talk to each other and like before they respond it'd be like a a lot of space in between before they say anything or do anything i'm just like come on <laughs> do something go you know it's like it's, they just need to they could trim some of that maybe it'll be better but um i mean it did have um uh, leon kennedy and um claire redfield a couple other characters i didn't recognize but i guess it was a little more resident evil <laughs> but um i don't know it was kind of it was kind of boring, oddly enough. <laughs> okay, but but, but I, you know, wasn't anything else to watch. And um, oh, well, I did start watching the Upshaws, which is also on Netflix, and um, which is pretty interesting. It's funny. I've only watched a couple episodes of it. Um, that's about it. I didn't watch. Unlike last week, where I watched a lot of TV, this one, not much. So, do you think part of the problem with Resident Evil is the wheel that kept saying buffering, buffering, buffering? <laughs> That's why there's so much like. pause. That's what it felt like. <laughs> like, it, like something would happen, and then you have you know you hear the music, and they're just kind of standing there looking around. I'm like, okay, I guess we're we're loading for the next scene. <laughs> That's what it felt like. <laughs> the editor took Alex. the day off. Yeah. Like I will edit this whenever I get paid. Thank you very much. Like he was using his um, trial on Photoshop or whatever, and yeah, using for the trial right now. It's best I could do, man. <laughs> yep, best I could do. I don't know what you tell me. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's tough times for everybody, man. Yeah, it's like things are just <laughs> happening. I'm like, all right, okay. Uh, like you, like you, I too was just kind of. Uh, I'm almost, I don't want to say I'm burnt out on TV. It's just, I've watched so much 
Yeah. That I'm just like, I think I just, I feel like I just need a break. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost too much. Yeah. Then I'm also like, well, what am I going to watch now? Right. So one of the things I started watching on Apple TV plus is a show called black bird. Uh, it's about Jimmy Keene, who is sentenced to 10 years in a minimum security prison, but he cuts a deal with the FBI to befriend a suspected serial killer. Keen has to elicit a confession from Larry Hall, no relation, to find the bodies of as many as 18 women. It stars Taryn Edgerton as James Keen and Paul Walter Hauser, who I love. Great character actor. He was in the uh, Richard Jewell movie as Richard Jewell. He was also in I, Tanya, who played the idiot friend of uh, Galuli, which... Still, I think one of his better ones. He's a great character. I love him. Absolutely. Very, very, very good. Uh, Greg Kinnear is also in it. Ray Liotta, RIP, also in it. And uh, so what's interesting is that while I was watching this, so his James King's character, when they recruit him, I guess you could say, to to try and go and befriend this other you know, uh, this other inmate. Mm-hmm. Well, this, uh, Larry Hall or Paul Walter Hauser's character is at the federal medical prison in Springfield, Missouri. I go, I go, the hell did they just say? I said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> rewind it. I go, oh, they got this dude at the Fed Med. Okay. I used right. to drive by that. I used to drive by that. Not quite every day, but I mean, it's just on one of those roads that just, you know, it's kind of a main road. Yeah, it's beautifully landscaped area. It's really nice. And uh, I mean, they've had all I mean, all kinds of people. I think Gotti was even there for a while uh, recovering from some medical thing and a couple other kind of higher named notable people, I guess, have been through there. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to watch if even if I, for whatever reason, find this, uh, find this kind of distracting yeah, uh, and not very entertaining. Just kind of like, OK, it's just kind of there. I'm going to watch it anyways, because I'm now curious. So, uh, yeah, second episodes, you know, not till the second episode until they actually get to the Fed men. And the one they use is definitely not the one that's in Springfield, Missouri. This one's all kinds. It's very like an older almost looks like a university like main hall type of mm-hmm. thing where you drive up and that's like the almost like the picture they use on all their letterheads and stuff it's one of those okay. kind of bu- one of those type of buildings they uh it's definitely not anything like the one in Springfield this one in the in the show is off of like some almost like country road and this one's literally in kind of the southwest part of town and uh, you know, off of two fairly main roads, yeah. but has big ha, does have a big huge chunk of land though, and it's all fenced off. But it's like not like fence fenced like you would think at a prison, but like three foot, two three foot fence <laughs> you know, type of thing. Jump to run out. <laughs> pretty the much most minimum security. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Most minimum federal medical prison. 
I actually <laughs> even had uh, my speech teacher uh, in college. She actually did cl- taught classes there mm-hmm. uh, at the Fed Med for the inmates, and the power went out one time, and she and she's the only female in this entire room. And oh, the, there's a guard on the outside, not on the inside. And she says, everybody stayed seated. And then I guess everybody in there just started laughing. So nothing happened, you know, but yeah. they just thought that was funny. And then, uh, you know, power came back on and you know, they resumed everything. She's like, I've never been so scared than I was that at that time. A bit. So, but she still kept teaching there. So I'm like, all right. So teaching in public, teaching them, I think public speaking in English. I'm like, I'm sure some of those guys are pretty good public speakers or else they probably wouldn't have wound up where they're at. <laughs> True. Yeah. I've seen that trailer. It does look interesting. Then there was a, there's another show that's starting, I think this week or next week called surface. Yeah. I've and, seen um, that too. Yeah. I think I'm going to try to check that out. I think that starts this week. Okay. Yeah. yeah I haven't, not quite sure yet, but yeah, it's it. Uh, so far, I've only a couple episodes in because again, not really. It's not that it's not entertaining. It's just I'm not just haven't really been in the mood for much. Yeah. Um. And then I did so one of York's favorite cartoons, not a cartoon yet. It's anime. I'm waiting for that to be shouted from the other room. Uh, is One Piece. So it's on Netflix. They even have new episodes. It's been on for years upon years upon years. So I'm like, you know what? Because I'm curious and, you know, I'd like to be able to have discussions with York about, you know, something other than just Minecraft and, you know, video games. But I'd like to, you know, I'm interested. I want to be, you know, I want to watch what he's watching so I can see why, you know. So I actually know who these characters are whenever he talks about them. Right. And and also whenever I'm like shopping for clothes, I'll know how to shop for him because he likes all his anime stuff. So I'm going to try and slowly work. I won't be able to get caught up because he's only on. He's like, yeah, I think I'm on like episode 200 or something like that. And there's like a I think ton the series, of it. The series got like that, thousands that, of episodes. Thousands. Yes. When I because saw it's that, been like, going on. So. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I might watch a few, but. There's no way. You'd be spending the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, it started in 1999, which wow. the theme music is very... It's actually the theme music, or the theme song, whatever you want to call it. The theme song is very, like, 80s kind of theme song, like, with the lyrics and the music. Yeah. I was like, oof. But it's still going on. Like, it's very... It's very popular. So... Yeah, I think uh, one thousand. Oh, showing according to IMDb, one thousand twenty-nine episodes. I knew it was over a thousand. <laughs> yeah, that was a good grief. But yeah, it's <laughs> so. They don't, I don't think they have all of them on Netflix, but they have a lot of them on Netflix. Yeah. We'll say. And so I had to start watching. I'm on episode four. In fact, I was York and I were watching one before uh, before it came up to record. So it's cute. I mean, if you like anime, it's, and you've probably if you like anime, you've probably have already seen it. Yeah. Uh, it it takes some getting used to to takes a certain because to me, watching anime, even 
and it's dubbed. It's not reading subtitles. It is, it is voice dubbed. But watching anime is kind of like, to me, it's much like watching a movie with subtitles. You have to be, it's a certain type of rhythm. It's a certain type of certain part of your brain that gets used. Mm-hmm. Because with subtitles, you know, you're watching and also reading. With anime, you're having to wait. Because you'll see people who have like smiles on their faces the entire time in the background. Yeah. Like nothing's moving except for whoever's talking instead of multiple things going on. It's like, it's very simplistic in that. Yeah. Which is fine, but it's just, it takes a getting used to as somebody that used to watch Dragon Ball Z. And that's, you know, as we have discussed, it's just a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming. And then something happens maybe in five episodes. (laughs) Maybe if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yes. <laughs> so in this, a lot goes on, you know, a lot more goes on and there is a decent story and the, you know, background information and stuff like that about characters and character development, but it's, there's a lot of, well, a lot of liberties taken like, well, this person has powers or has abilities and this person does not. Mm-hmm. Well, how do they get that? Yeah, it doesn't really get discussed. It's as, as York put it, dad, it's anime. You just go with it. That's a, that's a valid point. All right. That's so, but, I, I said, but, I, but at the same time, I don't know if there are rules. Like, most things have a defined, have defined rules in a show, or boundaries, at least. So yeah. when it doesn't, it's just, it makes it a little bit harder to follow for me. So, but so far, I'm, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. It's cute. And, you know, most importantly, I just enjoy watching it with him. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, One Piece, it's on on the netflix so it's cute it's entertaining there is a little bit of language but not i mean not bad not like horrible yeah. but yeah and blackbird yes i would recommend too acting so far has been phenomenal tara Nedgerton, of course and paul walter hauser always amazing and then you know it's good to see greg Kinnear always so yeah i think that's all that's all i got because we have no Disney shows or Disney Plus shows, I mean, for Marvel. Because that's not till August seventeenth, but kind of getting ahead. But new She-Hulk trailer drop because San Diego Comic Con was this past weekend. Yeah. So we'll get uh, to all those trailers. <laughs> we'll get those. We'll get to all those trailers on uh, at the end. But shall we get to our feature presentation or one of our two? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and knock on that uh, door. <laughs> you should have said nope. I was waiting for you to say nope. Are we ready for our feature presentation? Nope. That's like, oh, good. That's what we're. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that's what I get for uh, pre-planning. <laughs> Anyways, our <laughs> our first uh, of our double feature is the movie Nope. Although I still think there needs to be an exclamation point. Yeah. Just I feel like it's that's missing. Or quotes. But, yeah, something. Anyways, nope. Rated R, two hours, ten minutes. The residents of a lonely gulch in inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Written and directed by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya as O.J. Haywood, Kiki Palmer as Emerald Haywood, 
Brandon Pereira as Angel Torres. Michael Wincott. When's the last time anybody's read Michael Wincott's name in the credits? It's it. I I saw that he was in this. I'm like, I'm so on board with this because yeah. I'm I've I've always loved him playing like the bad guy in all the things in the '90s, in early aughts. And so I was so great to see him in a movie again. Anyway, just earliest one I have watched. Uh, anyways, Michael Wincott plays uh, Antlers Holst. Stephen Ewan plays Ricky Jupe Park. Ren Schmidt plays Amber Park. Keith David plays Otis Haywood Sr. And then goes on from there. So basically, uh, the Haywoods come from a long line of, come from a family of essentially horse trainers for movies. So anytime you need a horse on set, they're the ones that bring them there. They're the, you know, they show you how to, you know, basically approach the horse, do all that stuff. And then they take them back to their to their ranch and uh, Otis senior Keith David's character was father. One of the one mainly doing it. And then OJ was basically there to kind of working for the, you know, doing the family business and uh, then Emerald's there, but she's, she never as a child was never a part of it or was never brought in to be a part of it. So she never, even she, even if she wanted to, uh, they never brought her in. Just saw as OJ is the one that's going to take over. So she is kind of almost kind of like the hype person <laughs> for the, yeah. for the you know, ma- a manner of speaking uh, for for the uh, for the family business, but also an actress, a model, and then you know fill in the blank for everything else. So. She had to do other things since they didn't really get her prepared for being a horse trainer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, early, early on, you find out that uh, you find out that Otis Senior passes away, and then it fast forward several months. You know, for a time later, six months later, actually. Uh, so OJ's full on taking over everything without any help from his sister. Hadn't seen her in a while, you know, she's supposed to be at certain things and miss is late to appointments. And, you know, you can see the disconnect between the family yeah. and that business isn't as strong as it used to be. So now we've got, uh, so now we've got uh, OJ having to sell off some of the horses and all that. And till they, till a something occurs. Power goes out at the house. All this is in the trailer. Power mm-hmm. goes out. Something happens. They don't know what's going on. And OJ has an idea, but is not sure. So they get some cameras, get a little setup. All, all this is in the trailer, pretty much, to see what's happening. I don't want to give away too too much, but we'll say there is something in the sky. That's causing all this to happen. Yeah. So they plan to try and get it, try and record it so that they can make money off of it, you know, make that bank. 
Right. Get on Oprah. Oprah's Oprah's the way to go. Yep. Get on Oprah. A lot. It's like it's got to be the Oprah shot. <laughs> um. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're struggling financially since the you know dad passed and OJ's not doing as well as his father was. So they got to do something to bring that money in. Or otherwise, they're either going to lose it by having to sell everything or, you know, whatever's worse. And it's it's good to to know that or to understand that this is pre like smartphone technology. So this takes that's hits because Oprah hasn't been on right in a while for one. Also you notice that OJ's using a flip phone during yeah. the movie. And people are actually using landline phones. Like it's 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 kind of like right before that right before that technology becomes prevalent, I guess. Which is why they have to get use these camera setups and um, kind of high resolution cameras for the time <clears throat> to try and get catch this shot of whatever's up in the sky. Yeah. So um, and then you also have uh, like Steven Yoon's character owns a theme park. A mini theme park, like a frontier style. Yeah. A small front we'll say a small frontier like theme park. It's not real big, but it's you know, it's it's there nonetheless. True. And that's who he that's who uh OJ's selling the horses to with with hope with plans of buying back. Uh Steven Yoon's character was a child star from a TV show that had a pet monkey. Or chimpanzee, I mean, had a pet chimpanzee, and something terrible happens at the very beginning. Or, you know, something terrible happens during uh, one of the episodes. I still haven't figured out how all that is connected. I've thought about, like, I've tried looking up, like, theory, I'm like, I can't find anything so far. I think it's just his backstory. Yeah. Kind of maybe to help explain him, but... I still had questions. That's why I had to watch it twice. I'm like, I got questions. I still have questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, that's kind of how I felt at the end of Us, where I had questions at the end about what was. I mean, I, I understood yeah. that, but this one, the same thing. I still got questions. Like, I want to talk, you know, talk about yeah. it. That scene, it. Of course, you know, don't want to go into too much detail here. But right. like, I literally woke up Sunday morning and was like, yeah, I need to shower, dress, and go back and watch this because. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because at the end, when I, when I was walking out Saturday, I'm like, I don't know. Just, something just didn't sit with me. Like, I like the movie. Yeah. There's something that just didn't sit. So, I'm back Sunday morning. And then, because I was watching, oddly enough, a TikTok. This person was talking about the movie, and he didn't really care for it. But some of the things he was talking about, I was like, um... Yeah, I mean, there's some things he said that was interesting enough. I'm like, yeah, I need to go back and watch it so I can at least get some kind of, um, I guess, understanding of what was going on. And I still don't understand everything, but for the most part, I enjoyed it more the second time around than I did the first. But I enjoyed it both times. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about it. Don't want to spoil it for anybody that's wanting to see it. 
Um, it's definitely. I think it's going to be one of those that may be a bit dividing because <laughs> I've I've read different people say like, yeah, oh, it's this or that. But it's like just kind of manage your expectations. Just go in open minded with it. You know, it's, it's pretty much like a, a long two hour Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, which it's so which is based on an episode from right. that. I actually watched it before I went in the second time. And, you know, it it's not like verbatim of that episode, but it takes some ideas from it and puts it in this. I'm like, all right, I, I see what you did there. Just like with us and Get Out. I watched the episodes referencing those episodes as well. As well, so got a little more going on there. So, you know, Jordan Peele cites King, the original King Kong, Jurassic Park, Close Encounters, Signs, and The Wizard of Oz as the film's influences. Uh, So it, I feel like uh, for me, like I really enjoyed it, and like what you were saying too is that uh, Pascal's. Uh, Rod Lurie has stated uh, that he really enjoyed it and thought, you know, this kind of cements Jordan Peele as a as a like bona fide filmmaker. I don't know that not really the exact word to use, but it was yeah. basically he's he's the real deal type of thing. It's only his third movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and only his third movie. But this is but he's like made consistently good content. But a lot of people thought, like, and Rod loved it. Like, he was really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that thought it was boring, and there wasn't a whole lot that went on. Well, I'm like, I don't know what movie you're watching. I thought there was plenty going on, but I don't. I think that was kind of like what you said. People need to manage their expectations yeah, going into is, this. this. I mean, yeah, it's a Jordan. Is, Peele, it's a Jordan Peele movie. It's not. It's going to be slower. Pacing yeah, to build up to to build up to the to the end. Yeah, this is not get out. This is not get out. I mean, I think I yeah. think everybody's expecting everything he does to be that. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Nope. It's not that. Everybody's gonna. Everybody's got to grow. <laughs> yeah, get out is his own thing. Like I don't. I don't know if he'll ever. Get out is get out. <laughs> it's not. Well, fair he shouldn't to try either. to. Yeah. No, and it's, nobody should try. Thing. Yeah, they're used to their own thing. And um. You know, in a lot of his movies, in the, in the last two movies, what you see is a little more under the surface than what you're actually seeing. You know, yes. layers. Yeah. Right. And I think with this one, too, he really just kind of. Like, I don't know if he meant like it's always more to me, it's always more entertaining to not know what's going on. Like, I mean, not 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 know what's going on. to not see what is happening to have that that adds some more tension more it makes it more thrilling i guess you know more of a thriller aspect of that instead of just always seeing what's coming to ha- what's going to happen next or knowing what's going to happen next yeah. you know i don't it's, everything's always when you get to be more predictable and stuff like that then that's you know it's not the sign of a good movie whereas in this movie you're always on your toes you never really know what's going to happen things at the beginning clues at the beginning that you didn't realize were clues mm-hmm. start popping up and then you know it's a nice little reminder it's like oh okay well we'll try this and then oh okay that worked interesting so that's an interesting element but it's that's one thing i've always enjoyed about jordan peele stuff is that 
thing, information that's pre- presented to you at the beginning of the movie comes back to play a vital role at the end True. as well, which I think he, that part he probably borrowed from signs. Cause that's kind of sometimes, you know, depending on M night's movies that work and don't work. Uh, the ones that work have that kind of element. It's not really a twist. It's just, it's just something that information that was pre- presented at the beginning turned out to be useful later on in the film. Kind of I think this job. Yes. And I think it, this movie does an excellent job of building that suspense building that you're always left. You're still wondering what, what is going on or why it's going on more than anything. Yeah. And I thought the effects were amazingly well done. The acting was outstanding. Like it, it was just a very enjoyable summer movie. And I know yesterday you went and saw it in IMAX, right? Second time. Yes. I did. Yeah. I went. Yeah. I, I already knew I was going to go see it in IMAX. I didn't, wasn't even going to debate on, which meant I had to keep my butt up even later than normal. Cause <laughs> I was like, ugh, we couldn't have a reasonable time. No, 10, 15 is all we got. Yeah. The first time so, I was, I did 40 X and. Oh, wow. That was interesting. Yeah, um, like for the horse riding, the seat mm-hmm. kind of moves like a gallop. <laughs> that was oh, interesting. Cool. And then like the little quick steps, the real tap, 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 you know, just kind of shake. Yeah. And um, that I mean, I, I like I like that format too. It worked. I mean, it's, it's, nothing's gonna be yeah. Top Gun. <laughs> like that's that's the bar. Right. But it was still it still works. I was curious how they was gonna incorporate this movie with that yeah. aspect, and it, it works. It works for it. it really did. Um. Then IMAX, <clears throat> I don't know. I got to start being, I got to start sitting back. <laughs> like I sat kind of maybe, I was too close <laughs> from where I was sitting. But I was like, well, I've already yeah, seen it, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. Yeah. But um, I need to pick seats further back because just so I can have that full yeah. aspect yeah. of the screen. Yeah. I, I sat on the very back row. <laughs> just away from people. Away yeah. from the handful of people that were there at 10 o'clock at night. There was enough um, people there where I was like, man, now nah, I just pick a side seat. Just, you know, but yeah. But man, I, I did enjoy it. And I, like I said, I did watch the Twilight Zone episodes that are kind of related. Well, there was one episode that's kind of related to this one. And um, it's different where <clears throat> I forgot the name of the episode, but um. It kind of used some things in this where you know, like power goes out, and, mm-hmm. but it's it something else that you may have you may have watched it, you may have seen it. I may have not remember it, but I'll yeah. I'll look it up and we'll post it on our page, yeah. group page. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's something that'll have you talking, asking questions. You may or may not by the end of this know what's going on or why, but it's something that have you thinking. Yep. Yep. I uh. Oh, I didn't remember what I was going to finish up with on this one. If you're like my wife, Ruth, who doesn't like it when animals get hurt, obviously it's fictitious and it's not going to, you know, no animals are really getting hurt. But to her, it doesn't really matter. There's any possible chance an animal's going to get hurt. She's not going to like the movie. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where a, where a horse gets, you know, pulled up into the sky. 
and then there's a scene where a chimpanzee gets shot. So those things are going to disturb you. You're probably not going to just kind of throwing that out there that that's going to be, a, yeah. you know, that's it's not really a spoiler per se, but it's it's more of a it's more of a parental advisory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think York would like this. The only, I mean, there's a little bit of violence, but it's not. It's so it's not. It, it'd be fine. It's not really shown on screen. It's more of an off screen type of stuff, and you just see the aftermath of what what happens. But yeah, I think he would be fine. There's no way in hell Grayson's watching this. <laughs> nope. Nightmares um, for weeks. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, yes, check out. Nope. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to our second of our double feature here with uh, <clears throat> Netflix's The Gray Man came out Friday, July 22nd as well. Rated PG 13, two hours, two minutes long. When the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets. A psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on its head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. Starring Ryan Gosling as Six, Chris Evans as Lloyd Hansen, Ana de Armas as Danny Miranda, Billy Bob Thornton as Fitzroy, Jessica Henwick as Suzanne Brewer, Danush as Avik San, Alfre Woodard as Margaret Cahill, Regé Jean Page as Carmichael, and Julia Butters as Claire. Oh, and Shay Wiggum as Six's father. Uh, written by Joe Russo, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely, based on the book by Mark Greeny. And directed by the Russo brothers. Basically, uh, Billy Bob recruits six out of prison mm-hmm. to go work for them, as you do, because you know nobody's answering the now hiring ads for the CIA. You know, we got all these jobs, nobody wants to work. <laughs> it's my skill. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's kill to kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> There he recruits him. He does a couple, of, you know, does some jobs, and then apparently there's one job that goes wrong, and he ends up one of the people. The person he's hired to kill is another FB or is another CIA agent, but he uh, turns out he was trying to. He's got the thing. He's got this hard drive thing that looks like it's on a necklace. Yeah. So he's got the thing. And tells Six to take the thing, tells him what's on it, and then, you know. Now other people on. want the thing that Six has. Uh, yes. So. Now we're off to the races. Uh, yes. Uh, and, you know, they you come to find out that. Yeah, so Chris Evans, who auditioned. Or no, they wanted him to play the lead role. And he turned it down so he could play the villain. 
I mean, I mean why not? Because he always plays the always good guy. Why? He's always a hero. Always. Exactly. <laughs> Except in Knives Out, but even still, he's not the villain. No. He's just a douche. <laughs> it's just a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. So this one, you can really see him go full villain and. I mean, it's not a kind of charm. It's not bad. It's yeah, it's not bad, but it's I can't get past that god awful mustache. But <laughs> I know it's I know that was his. I know that was one of those things he probably chose. I, mean, like, I, remember, know, seeing, what, I remember seeing pictures of him with the stash. But, ah, now I get it. He was shooting this movie. <laughs> yep. So when Ryan Gosling looks like he's. Looks like he's uh, making Drive 2, except he's got exponentially more dialogue. <laughs> but uh, I didn't dislike this movie. I really, you know, I, I, there's a lot of amazing action. There are certain parts where you're like, are we sure we're just not reshooting scenes from Winter Soldier? And uh, repurposing. <laughs> and you're just. And you're just using Ryan. You're using. You're using a. Uh, oh crap! I forgot what the Canadian version of Captain America was called. Uh, oh well, doesn't matter. Anyways, you get it. Uh, <laughs> but you know, all in all, this is a fun action movie. It's. I mean, uh, I probably would have seen this in theater. I think I would have seen this in theater. Yeah. But I think it's. Perfect for Netflix, though. Like, it's not like the it's it's no extraction, but it, it is a very it compared to what Netflix has been trying to pump out as far as you know feature films with a list actors and and mm-hmm. and the, the like. This is one of their better ones. I'll say that much. I agree. I mean, it wasn't there. <clears throat> It was always something happening, so it was never. It was hardly any downtime. I mean, it was, but you know, it was enough to where it's like, okay, a breather. Like, what was it? Um, after that car chase scene, and then Ryan's just kind of looking around, like, yeah, all right, we just need a little breather, and then they go on. I'm like, all right. Then some of the comedy, there was like little sprinkles of comedy in there that I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. And then I, yeah. I start, then I started thinking like, toward the end. Can he really do this all day? <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, overall exactly. I enjoyed it. And then Anna De Armas, I like her in action movies. Like even her little bit part in yes. the James Bond movie. And then in here I'm like, she needs to do more action. Do more action. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Less less movies with Ben Affleck and affair stuff, whatever the hell that thing was. Less of that, more of this. Yes. <laughs> he actually has some stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it, it's not a bad movie. I mean, it's, it is very entertaining. It is. There's a lot of fun. Be ha- like, I'd watch this. If you were going to watch it, I'd watch it again. Yeah. Um, I think he'd like this one. I would rather him. I'd rather him and I watch this and him and I watch Red Notice. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. So, even though those are the two movies, both of these movies, uh, The Gray Man and Red Notice, both had a $200 million budget. So, wow. yeah, it's crazy. All that destruction, I was like, jeez. <laughs> then the end credits yep. felt like a Marvel, like the end of a Marvel movie. I'm like, yeah. right. Hey, 
y'all doing? I'm pretty sure they'll welcome you back. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, no, all in all, it's a fun action flick. Um, Yeah. uh, Chris Evans' character is a little over the top, but he's, I, I feel like he uh, used Dick dastardly (laughs) as a, as a, uh, as where to draw inspiration from as far as a villain. Yeah. Just no Mutley. I feel like I have fun with it, though. <clears throat> yeah. Like oh, everybody, I feel like yeah. everybody had fun, really. Oh, yeah. Everybody just had a fun time making this. So, okay. But, yeah, great, man. Uh, on the Netflix, definitely worth a watch. Yeah. It's a good, dumb summer popcorn movie at home. Yeah. <laughs> True. But. Take your bath and break so, whatever you want. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. So Grayson and I watched for Family Movie Breakfast. Yeah, we'll go that. Uh, yesterday, we, we watched uh, The Sea Beast. Uh, one hour, 55 minutes for a kid's movie. Uh, rated PG. When a young girl stows away on the ship of a legendary sea monster hunter... They launch an epic journey into uncharted waters and make history to boot. To boot. Um, starring the voice talents of Carl Urban uh, as Jacob Holland, which after watching the boys, this is a little different. <laughs> a little, just a hair different. Just a little. And uh, I think it's Zaris Angel Hater as Maisie. Jared Harris as Captain Crow, Marianne Jean Baptiste as Sarah Sharp. So, so written uh, by Chris Williams, Neil, or sorry, Nell Benjamin, and Matson Tomlin, and directed by Chris Williams. So I thought. The animation in this, it's like a mix of kind of older animation with new animation. I don't know how they. Yeah, but it's. New, I don't know how to really phrase that. I mean, it, yeah, but it it's done really well. You had posted the thing about how well they did. Uh, they did hair. her hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did Maisie's hair. And it's like the most accurate depiction of of an African-American hair, you know, uh, hairstyle. Like, I don't know. What am I trying to say, Patrick? Uh, basically, it's the most accurate depiction of, you know, as far as translating it into CGI. There we go. Translation. It actually looked like hair. Like, you can actually yes. put it off and put it on somebody's head. Like, look. Yes. Natural. And that it, yeah, it looks natural. It, like when it gets wet, it, I mean, it has that same kind of, but then when it, it has that bounce and it has all that move, it has so much movement. Like it was beautiful. Like it, the, they put a lot of detail into this movie. Everything down to how they talked as far as like the nautical stuff was Mm -hmm. all accurate. Um, People that had specific jobs. 
you know, they were doing, I guess, all of those correctly according to the trivia about this. Like everything was, they were so focused on getting everything correct, yeah. like down to the smallest details. And I thought that was really cool. Yes. Actually, we did some research, I guess. So basically, Maisie escapes like a, an orphanage to go, because she's been reading this book about about uh, Captain Crow and his adventures. So she wants to go and join and be a pirate, more or less. Well, not a pirate, but a sea hunter. And they go out there, and so she ends up being able to stow away on the ship with Captain Crow and Jacob. Well, they run to the sea monster that basically Captain Crow is like the Captain Ahab of the story. He's chasing the, instead of chasing a white whale, it's a giant red sea monster. And, you know, it took his eye and all that. So it's a revenge thing, trying to get back at him. And they kill a couple other sea monsters initially and then when she stows away they basically cat the crow once are gone as in like killed gone but then they wind up uh coming into contact with the red sea monster and it knocks or she goes overboard he goes to get her they wind up in i call it a it's a rowboat but i think they call it a dinghy i don't know i'm not I'm not a boat person, but that yeah. sounds like a thing. Anyways, and then uh, right when Captain Crow is getting ready to fire on them, the sea monster, the red sea monster, swallows them up just to basically take them away. And they wind up on this island full of other sea creatures or monsters. Yeah. And basically spits them out. So he's wanting, of course, to try and still kill it, but she's like, no, it's more or less saved us. And so they the they realize that the monster, the sea beast, basically reacts to Maisie's commands as far as like explaining what she would like for them for it to do for them. Yeah. And He's all, no, you're doing it wrong, and then, you know, does his thing, and it's pretty humorous because she's like, it's not working. So she, you know, she's like, hey, we're trying to go this way. If you get, yeah. it's like over a smidge and go this way, and he's like, yeah, and they're like, oh, okay. So it's big shocker. It's a, you know, we find big shocker. The theme is that obviously the. The real beast is not the sea creature that lives in the water. It's the hunters going after them, going after said beasts that are the true monsters, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But you also find out that the king and queen of this, you know, this area has been having all these books put out depicting the monsters as the once destroying cities and killing people. So you find that these are all being printed and put out there. So there's a theme of uh, disinformation, you know, as well. So it's about like trying to trying to make the monarchy of this area to basically pay for what they've done by all this disinformation 
and that the monster is really not the bad guy. It's people going after him. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. It's, this movie is a great movie. It's all kinds of adventure. A little bit of comedy. I like the fact that none of the monsters talk. Right. <laughs> so expressions, actions. Yes. Yeah. It's great. So it's no like there's no singing and dancing or monsters talking or singing and dancing. It's yeah. just is what it is. It's just an adventure movie that's just a lot of fun. There's a little bit of humor, but it's mostly just an adventure, just a fun adventure movie. Grayson loved it. Uh, she'd seen parts of it in her aftercare, but hadn't watched all of it. So we watched all of it yesterday morning. We both really liked it. I would ease. It's very rewatchable. Uh, I would definitely recommend this, especially if you're looking for something to watch with your family and your kids. Definitely uh, add Sea Beast to your Netflix queue. Boom, boom. That's all I got. All right. So, Friday when I got off work, well, when I went to Belcourt to watch Marcel the Shell movie, I saw an advertisement for short film tour sundance film festival short film tour i'm like that'd be cool to check that out and yep so luckily they had a late enough show showtime on friday so i was able to go check it out basically a collection of seven short films three of which actually won awards and it's just just a variety of different you know a couple of them are animation Got documentary style fiction. Um, one of them, <clears throat> like I, the titles, uh, you have the uh, Goodbye Jerome, which is an animated fe- animated short where Jerome sets out to find his wife Marilyn. He's in heaven, and he starts. It's kind of like a real trippy thing, like, like so somebody's in, I guess, him to be inhibited by other things. This would be something that would be kind of trippy for them to watch because of the animation style. Um, got um, Makassar is a city for football fans. Football is in soccer. Um, <clears throat> so in a city where men have to go crazy about football, Akbar has to pretend to love the game in order to prevent rejection from his new college friends. And it's just basically going about him more or less being true to who he is as opposed to trying to fit in with everybody whether or not he's able to do that. Um, Stranger Than Rotterdam with Sarah Driver, which I thought was interesting. Um, so the description here says in 1982, the completion of Jim Jarmusch's uh, sophomore film, Stranger Than Paradise, hinged on producer Sarah Driver's willingness and ability to smuggle one of the world's rarest and most controversial films across the Atlantic Ocean. That was a pretty entertaining depiction because they use like kind of cut out paper cut out puppets. And um, it was entertaining. Um, you got Training Wheels, uh, Warshaw, and You Go Girl, which it was a nice collection of short films. Um, curious if any of them will appear like during Oscar season. For that mm-hmm. and um it was cool to actually get to check it out because usually i'm i never get to check out a lot of short films so yeah cool, cool to be able to do that this time but yeah it was only due to this weekend so i'm glad gotcha. i got to make it because i think saturday was the last day for it okay at the Belfort, at 
least. But it was interesting, funny, a little emotional. Um, they did have one that I did like. It's basically about dating, where this woman rents this guy off of a dating service to help her prepare for a date, and they just kind of go through pretending art because she's never been in an actual relationship. So she's like, let's. Mm-hmm. Let's go through the steps on what I think a relationship is so I can prepare for my date. And it's just a lot of back and forth with him kind of like, you're going about this wrong. <laughs> Let's do it like this. <laughs> you know, even though he's kind of like, a, I guess, the lower level version of the men that are available. And yeah, I thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, let's see here. Trailers. Uh, so. This will cover like a lot of our our uh, San Diego Comic Con trailers that got dropped this past weekend. One of them being the Dungeons and Dragons trailer. So, um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, starring Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Regé pa- Jean. Pa- Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Willis, Hugh Grant, Chloe Coleman, and yeah, it's in post production. Ex- the expected release date is March 3rd of 2023. Directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. So that is there for what I understand there's a lot of stuff for people that a lot of Easter eggs in the trailer for people that play mm-hmm. that uh, as far as stuff that happens in the game as somebody that's never played not for any reason just I've never got into it so uh, but for those that do there's a lot going on in this trailer that you'll be able to pick out Easter eggs and things that uh, from the game that you will you will like, I guess. So they're paying attention to that, so that's good. And then uh, next is this low-budget movie called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Expected date is November 11th. 2022. Uh, so it looks like Tainok Huerta is going to play Neymar, so the submariner. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that's the villain, I guess. But more or less, I just, you know, they'll wind up becoming buddies because that's what people do. Anyways, I don't know. Hmm. But everybody from the, you know, but uh, Martin Freeman come back as Everett Ross. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Nakia, Angela Bassett as Queen Romanda, Leticia Wright as Shuri, and uh, Dene Guerra as Akoye, and of course Winston Duke as Mbaku. So, yep, yep. So uh, Ryan Coogler written and directed. So, boom. Yeah. I think that's the only trailer they need to have. Nothing else. No other yeah, trailer. Nothing. No. Exactly. That's enough. <laughs> <clears throat> Be gone with you. <laughs> yeah. 
And then uh, <clears throat> speaking of speaking of superhero movies, that'll probably have a crap ton of trailers. Although one's enough. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, because Warner Brother doesn't know how to stop. Uh, sequel to the 2019 film Shazam, plot details are not yet unknown. Starring Zachary Levi, Shazam, Grace Carolyn Curry as Mary Brumfield. Uh, Helen Mirren's going to play His- Hespera. And Lucy Lewis Calypso. And then they'll have all the other Shazam kids from the last film as well. Uh, expect a release date is December 21st. I think it'll be okay. Um, I like Zachary Levi, so I hope they do him justice <laughs> for that. But it looks like it'll be entertaining. So, And then... We also have John Wick, Chapter 4, dun-dun-dun, with Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne, Hiroyuki Sanada, and, uh, of course, Lance Riddick, Ian McShane reprising their roles. So, trailer looks wild as every one of the John Wick movies have been wild, so I wouldn't have expected anything less. I wonder if we'll get hit by any uh, more cars. <laughs> right? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, this is expected release date of March 24th of next year, obviously. Yeah. And then, of course, we have another Black Adam Comic-Con sneak peek, which is not much different than everything else we've they've dropped. They've trying to drop the entire movie before it comes out. So Black Adam, October 21st. So it'll be something. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, She-Hulk comes out August or yeah, August 17th. I think this last trailer was a lot better than the first one. Yes. So people, you know, just needed to calm down. <laughs> just, just calm down. Yeah, I think it'll be alright. Uh, yeah. And then Hulu's got a show called The Patient with uh, Donald Gleason and uh, Steve Carell, where Steve Carell plays a psychotherapist that has been kidnapped and uh, by Donald Gleason. Psychotherapist who recently lost his wife finds himself held prisoner by a serial killer with an unusual request to curb his homicidal urges. There, there will be 10 episodes. But yeah, uh, Donald Gleason, Steve Carell, David Allen Greer. And some others. So, looks good. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group. 
Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in on the fun.